Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Tuesday the 13th of April. My name is Sam Kozlowski and helping me make sense of today's news is Zara Seidler. Making news today. Vaccine targets abandoned. Further allegations for Ben Robert Smith. Some good news about women in space. And a breakdown of the Senate inquiry into media monopoly in Australia. Here's today's Daily Digest. Prime Minister Scott Morrison has abandoned the target of having all Australians receive their first dose of COVID-19 vaccines by the end of the year. Despite contracting 20 million doses of the Pfizer vaccine, Morrison is refusing to put a timeline and target on the new rollout plan. Trade Minister Dan Tian addressed the roadblocks delaying the rollout, saying we have to remember that we're dealing with a pandemic and things can change. Seven Network senior executive and former Special Forces soldier Ben Robert Smith has denied allegations he tried to cover up police and military investigations into alleged war crimes. Channel 9, through its program 60 Minutes, alleged he buried USB drives containing lewd images and classified documents. Robert Smith released a statement saying the allegations were, quote, baseless. He's also suing Channel 9 newspapers over old stories from 2018 that alleged he committed war crimes in Afghanistan. Homes were destroyed in Western Australia's Midwest coast after ex-tropical cyclone Saroja tore through the area. The Category 3 storm has left 26,000 residents without power, with wind gusts up to 170 kilometres an hour. Emergency services had received numerous calls, but were unable to assist due to being forced indoors themselves. The storm has now weakened below cyclone strength. And some good news. Noura Al-Matrushi has made history by becoming the first woman astronaut from the United Arab Emirates. She said, This nation gave me unforgettable moments today. I aim to work hard to script historical moments and achievements that will be etched forever in the memory of our people. Al-Matrushi, along with fellow astronaut Mohammed Al-Mullah, will train with NASA for future space exploration. What I want to speak to is the way in which one media organisation in Australia, the News Corp, that belonging to Rupert Murdoch and his family, has profoundly changed in the way it works on our democracy. So that was one of Australia's former Prime Ministers, Malcolm Turnbull, speaking at a Senate committee hearing yesterday. He was speaking about Murdoch media and the monopoly that Murdoch holds in the Australian mediascape. If this topic sounds familiar to you, it might be because you signed a petition. In November last year, another former Prime Minister from the opposite side of politics, Kevin Rudd, he started a petition to call for a Royal Commission into media ownership in Australia, specifically to focus on Murdoch media. While that petition wasn't successful in creating a Royal Commission, it did lead to the setting up of a Senate inquiry into media ownership in Australia. Just to bring everyone up to speed, what exactly do you mean by Murdoch Media in Australia? So when our former Prime Ministers Malcolm Turnbull and Kevin Rudd, when they're talking about this perceived monopoly, they're talking about the ownership of News Corp by Rupert Murdoch in Australia. So News Corp owns two-thirds of daily newspaper circulations in this country. And some of the newspapers that you might be familiar with are the Herald Sun, the Daily Telegraph, or if you watch Sky News, that's all News Corp. Just a quick bit of legal background on how media ownership works in Australia. There's something called the two out of three rule. And that basically means you can't own radio, print and TV. You can only own two of those three mediums. So Murdoch's picked TV and print and that forbids him from owning radio. So as long as you don't break this two out of three rule, there's not many laws in Australia that forbids someone from monopolising a particular type of media. 
So Kevin Rudd, when he created this petition, I don't think was necessarily going at the legalities of this monopoly, but more the political implications. And this is what Malcolm Turnbull was talking about yesterday in the hearing. So both prime ministers, funnily enough, despite being from respectively the Liberal and Labor Party, claim and blame News Corp for their downfall. Making this point, Kevin Rudd said earlier last year that in the 19 most recent federal and state elections over the past decade, the Murdoch media, and I quote, campaigned viciously for one side of politics. And he claimed that this was destroying alternative media voices. He also made the point that he wanted a royal commission into this because of the, quote, deep and abiding concern for climate change. And he says that Murdoch and News Corp are climate change denialists. Rudd also told the Senate committee that Murdoch was, quote, a climate change denialist. At the time, he was covered by parliamentary privilege, so Rupert Murdoch can't actually take defamation action against the former prime minister. So what's going to happen from here with this inquiry? How long is it meant to go for and what happens after it? Senate inquiries are very normal parts of the parliamentary system. They happen all the time throughout the year. And they're a really good way for, in this case, senators to understand more about a topic and inquire deeper into an issue that matters either to their constituents or to the country as a whole. So for this inquiry, we're expecting to see a final report handed down on the 4th of August this year, and that was extended due to a number of reasons. When that happens... The committee, which is made up of three coalition senators, two Labor senators and one Green senator, they'll write a report to government with some recommendations about what they think the next steps should be. Given the multipartisan makeup of this committee, we aren't sure how it will go, but either way, there will be some recommendations made and the government can then decide to either adopt or ignore these. But there is nothing binding for the government. They don't need to take any action just because a Senate inquiry says so. I just want to finish up by saying, despite the fact that there are heaps of articles about this Senate committee hearing process and the inquiry itself, this isn't an abnormal process. It happens almost weekly in our parliament and it's a very normal part of our parliamentary and political process. The reason that this is getting so much coverage is because of the very high profile nature of people giving evidence, like former Prime Ministers Malcolm Turnbull and Kevin Rudd. And this is naturally going to attract a lot of media attention. That's not to say, though, that this, that's not to say, though, that the outcome of this committee inquiry process will be exceptional in any way. It's likely we'll see some recommendations made to government and the government will choose whether or not to adopt or ignore those. It certainly will be interesting to see what happens with this Senate report. News is such an important part of how we live our lives. And that's why you're here listening to The Daily Oz. And who owns it is just as important. That's all we've got time for today. But if you want to catch up on news throughout the day, check us out on Instagram at The Daily Oz. It's where over 100,000 Australians get their news every day and we would love you to become part of the community.